Hello, hello, hello. My name is Courtney Turner, and you are listening to Bluegrass Community Foundation's Do Good Radio Hour. If you know me, you know I love Julieta Market. In my humble opinion, you are not going to find better soul food, better popcorn, shout out to Miss Rayanne, or better art, community, anywhere than in Julieta Market. I also have the opportunity to spend a lot of time in the market because the radio station and the market share the same building. So I love them. They are neighbors. I want to give all of them hugs all day long. Julieta Market is all about serving the community with people who truly make our city a melting pot of cultures and experiences. And if you have not visited the market yet, I truly urge you to get in your car this weekend and get over there. You have no idea what you're missing. Our guest today is the superstar executive director of Julieta Market, and her story and the ones that she helps share within the market are undeniably phenomenal. Here is Adina Tatum. I do have to tell you, I'm having a little bit of a fangirl moment. Okay. Because <laughs> when I moved to Lexington, which was not very long ago, a little over two years now, mm-hmm. I was in this space where, like, I didn't really know where I was. Mm-hmm. I moved here from New York. And mm-hmm. so, like, I was trying to find a place that felt like home and just a place that was full of community. And then I found Julieta Market. Yeah. And I spent... I can't even, I I should have paid rent here. Like, I was here every single day. I've now, like, I play ping pong out there every single day. I go to Rayanne's Popcorn because she is my best friend. I send her Christmas cards. Like, I'm obsessed with her and that popcorn. (laughs) So what was it that made Julieta Market the community hub that it is? Because I'm sure it took a while for it to get here. Yeah, it, it definitely took a while for it to get get here. I think once people knew what it was mm-hmm. and knew what we were doing, you know, as far as being a small business incubator and focusing on women-owned businesses, mm-hmm. minority-owned businesses, and removing barriers, people started to talk to the business owners and get to know them. And once you start to get to know them and hear their stories, mm-hmm. it makes you want to come back and continue yep. to support because you get to know their why. Um <clears throat> 
So we're always constantly asking, what's your why? Because that's what's going to keep you motivated out there. There's some days where the foot traffic is very low sure. and there's not a lot of people in there. Um, and we're struggling a little bit with a PR issue because in the beginning we had this big boom mm-hmm. and then it kind of just slowly like started to trickle off. Right. And so we go through these ebbs and flows of things. So I think I think really it's the people that make it a, the community hub. So getting to know the business owners and getting to know their whys and their stories. Every time that I work with them and I get to learn a little bit more about them, it keeps me motivated mm. in the job that I'm doing. Well, let's back up just a little bit because if people who live in or around Lexington have been living respectfully under a rock, mm-hmm. can you tell us, one, who you are, but also what Julieta Market is? So I am the executive director for Julieta Market. Northside Common Market is our nonprofit. But every time I say that, nobody really knows that. (laughs) But they know Julieta Market. Uh Um, And so what Julieta Market is, Mm -hmm. is a small business incubator. Um, And I'm I'm trying to go back. What was the question that you... Who you are and what Julieta Market is, what you all do. Okay, okay, yes. That's what I thought you asked. Okay. (laughs) So executive director. Um, I have been with Julieta Market since the beginning. Mm -hmm. So, um, Which was when? So we're going into our third, in our middle of our second year, going into our third. Um, And I started at the very beginning, so December of 2021. Yeah. And what we do is we find businesses or businesses find us that have a new idea and they want to enter into a market and share their idea where it's kind of safe to fail. Mm. Um, They're not taking a lot of risk because we're taking all the risk for them. So we're offering the space and covering all the overhead for the most part. And they have a very affordable rent. And then we provide them with the tools that they need to be successful, too. So we try to take things from seed all the Mm -hmm. way to brick and mortar or to a um, e-commerce, whichever direction that they want to take it, Um, even wholesaling. So that's what we what we try to do. What We're doing we're building that ecosystem. So Mm -hmm. it's still very young. So we're still trying to make those connections in Lexington and around Lexington to people that can you know, help build the resources that we give the business owners and are able to offer the business owners as well. And what is the difference between Julieta Market and No Lie CDC? Because one is a nonprofit, the other is another entity. So how do you guys work together? So No Lie CDC was the original nonprofit. So Julieta Market is a pro- is a project of No Lie CDC. When No Lie CDC was formed, it was formed under the nonprofit Northside Common Market. Mm-hmm. So, little backstory: Northside Common Market was originally going to be the name of the market because we're in the North Side, and that's what it was going to be called. Right. Luckily, that's not what we're called because <laughs> we'll go back and I'll share why we're called what we are called because that's very important. Mm-hmm. Um, but No Lie CDC um, was very um, community focused, mm-hmm. um, so focused on. Uh, affordable housing and building business in the north side and providing opportunity. So a lot of the similar things, but NOLA CDC is actually dissolved. So this last year, I spent the last like seven months separating the two. Oh. Northside Common Market was actually under the umbrella of NOLA CDC, and we are now our own public charity. So the beginning of this year, NOLA CDC is no longer thing. We are all Northside Common Market. Julieta Market 
is our first project. The Market Kitchen is a part of our first project. Yeah. And my goal is for us to have more projects like this. So if we are able to package this programming and package what we're doing and take it to other cities and other neighborhoods like the one we're in mm-hmm. and continue, continue to build economic wealth in equity and inclusion yes, for small business owners. So why are we called Julietta Market? So Julietta Market is actually named after a local civil rights activist, Ms. Julietta Lewis. Mm. And if you're in the market, you'll see pictures of her. So we have paintings outside my office. There's pictures on all kinds of things. Signage, She's business the happiest looking woman. She's the happiest looking <laughs> woman, right? So <laughs> she um, did a lot of nonviolent protesting. She was a part of CORE. And she actually protested right in this bus station. So Mm. before there were equal rights for bus drivers and equal rights to shop and all that, she used to lay down and do sit-ins so that we could have this opportunity to be able to have our own business and have a fair shot. Now, let's talk a little bit about, so you you talked about the kitchen. You mentioned the kitchen. Mm -hmm. Tell us more about that project and how that kind of coincides with the other things that you all are doing here. Yeah, so when when Julietta Market and the Northside Common Market kind of came to fruition, NOLA CDC was very successful, had a very successful night market. Mm -hmm. And one of the issues that they were kind of having were these food-based businesses not having a place to prepare the foods that they were selling so that they were up to code and standard. So when coming in and developing this space, we received two USDA grants Mm -hmm. to build the kitchen out, to help build the market out, um, because we are in a food desert. Yep. Um, So it allows us to have a community kitchen where we can also incubate food businesses. Mm. Um, So the kitchen is now open. It took probably two years for us to get it going, but it's going and we are almost to full capacity, but we still have some spaces. So if people are looking for a space to cook their product and prepare it or package it, we have the kitchen for you. But it is a place where if businesses want to come in and make their product there and then sell it in the market, they could do that. We've also had um, some interviews with people interested in making their soaps, so bath soaps, Mm. lotions, because because it's a commercial kitchen, we can ship wherever out of there as long as the labeling and stuff is um, right. Mm Oh, that's so nice. So do they have to be a vendor in the market to utilize the kitchen or do you all have like a community outreach no they can it could be anybody so we are not we're not limited to the businesses that are in the market um the kitchen was supposed to be ready when we opened (laughs) and initially it was like the the businesses that are here first come first serve when that didn't happen and this is what i love about the community that we're in we learned to pivot Mm -hmm. we can't do it but let's make a way yeah so we started having food food hoods put in like actual um self-contained hoods in Mm. the actual food stalls so that they could still continue to run their business and open there. Um, So right now, they're functioning pretty well in the spaces that they're in, but that opens up more opportunity for businesses that are not selling in the market to be in the kitchen. So I would say we have about a 50-50 split Mm. Mm -hmm. um, on who's in there. We have a couple of catering businesses. We have people that are just wanting to prepare their stuff there and then sell it in other places. So. I love that. Yeah. Now, let's talk a little bit about vendors. So I know that the application pool is thick. Yes and no. Okay. Yes and no. Yes and no. Yes and no. So like I said, it's we're going through some some 
some major reform out there. Uh huh. Do we call those growing pains? Growing pains or learning, you know, learning. It's all learning. We're Mm -hmm. learning. We are building a plane as we're flying it, you know? So it's ebbs and flows, it's organic. And we are being very um, selective about the businesses that we Mm -hmm. bring in. Um, One of my mentors always says the way things are rooted are the way they grow. Mm. So I'm trying to make sure that we root everything properly so that they can grow properly. There's some people that want to come in and start their business, but the product that they have, they can't sustain. Right. And I am somebody will say, no, Uh you can pop up. Let's get you started and let's figure out how we can build this to something that can work long term and, you know, create that Mm -hmm. longevity. But just to start with something that I, I don't, I don't want anybody to just fall right. on their face like that instantly. Yes. So, yeah. Now, how do you determine who gets space? Because space is not necessarily limited here, but it can be. I mean, mm-hmm. there's on, only so much room that you can put people in. So how do you determine who gets that space? So I always encourage our um, applicants to do pop-ups first. Mm-hmm. So anybody can come in and pop up in the, the market that has a business. Just fill out an application. Say you want to come in on a Saturday and sell. You can sell for one, that one day. So anyone that wants a permanent space, I say pop up a couple of times. And mm. I do that for a few reasons. I tell them I want you to get a feel of the market. Yep. I want you to get a feel of the other vendors because this is a community. Mm-hmm. And I want you to get a feel of the customers that are shopping here. Is this the right demographic for you? Are you going to be successful here? Right. And then I also want to see how you're interacting with your customers and just what's your customer service like? Mm-hmm. Because... We, get, we have a vibe out here, yes. and it's an energy, and yep. we, we got to make sure that it all flows together. Yeah. Have you had people fail? <laughs> of course. I mean, I, I don't think that's <laughs> that's a tough question. Is it is it really a failure if you learn something from it? I love that. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. As long as you're taking something away from it, I don't think you're really failing. Yeah. If there, there's a lesson in everything, mm-hmm. you may not want to learn that lesson, and it may be a real hard lesson. But you need that. But you need that, yeah. Especially if you're trying to build a business. Like, learning yeah. is such a big part of all of that, even mm-hmm. the tough ones that yeah. make you real sad. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to read your statement of compassion and inclusivity because I'm in love with it, and it's <laughs> so beautiful. It is a little lengthy, so give me just a sec. Okay. Um, You all say, in an effort to level the playing field, we have created a space where people from all walks of life and backgrounds can pursue achievement and success without having to confront many of the typical barriers to entry. Our doors are open to all and especially to our neighbors, including all marginalized groups, persons of color, women, disabled persons, previously incarcerated persons, veterans, and low-income individuals. We do not pass judgment on any person's background or past, and we ask that all vendors, participants, and customers do the same. We exist to be a community within the community that advocates for change and opportunities to those who need it most. Why is that important, not just in the business of commerce, but in this specific community? I think that a lot of times when you are in a marginalized community, it goes back to what I was talking about, is there why and getting to know the story Mm -hmm. about people and the business owners. It's so important because one of the biggest barriers of entry is because you're judged by your past because you don't look like you come from money Mm -hmm. or because you look different than, than what we're used to seeing. So it's important to offer a space where 
little brown boys and little brown girls can come and they can see people that look like them running business. That's why it's important. Right. This community is so mixed and it's and we need we need representation. It's so important that we mm-hmm. have that representation. Um, I think it for me as a kid growing up, you know, I had so many trials and tribulations, mm-hmm. but I am one of those people that think no matter what hand you're dealt, you can kind of play, you can make it whatever you right. want. It's all about choices. And I love that people are making the choice no matter what their background is, whether a veteran or disabled or they've been previously incar- incarcerated, to come in here and try their business mm-hmm. and not let that hinder them or hold them back. So you can make your ending whatever you want. It doesn't matter how you start it. It matters how you finish. Right. Um, but it, but it's so important to have that representation because I think if I would have saw it as a little girl, mm-hmm. I may have ended up somewhere different. Right. I'm happy where I'm at. Like I get up every day and I'm like, man, I'm blessed. Like mm-hmm. I'm thankful for my kids, my family, my dog, my house, yeah. everything, you know, cause it could be so different. Um, so, but if I would have saw someone in here making clothing, I think I would have went that route. Absolutely. But I didn't know that that was an option. I'm like, I can't do that in Kentucky. I've been here my whole life in Lexington. Right. Same neighborhood, middle yep. school, high school, elementary school, <laughs> stuck here. Uh-huh. And that's, nothing's wrong with that because I love Lexington right, and right. I love Kentucky. But I think if I would have saw that mm-hmm. there was other opportunities and people who had a similar background were doing it. I may have pushed myself to do something a little bit more out of my comfort zone. Mm. And something that I think is so interesting about what you all stand for and and what you say and show and everything that you do is it's not just representation. It is that compassion component because a lot of people, I hate saying that it's a little bit of a buzzword, but representation and inclusivity can sometimes not mean anything. Like it's just words that people are saying because Mm -hmm. it sounds right and it sounds really good. Mm -hmm. But practicing compassion is so important to showing what representation actually is. So can you touch a little bit on how you all showing that representation is also a way of showing compassion to your neighbors? I think it's that um, meeting people where they are mm. and and understanding that they're not going to be perfect when they come in here and they're they're trying, mm-hmm. but under having that understanding. So understanding that if somebody is running a little bit late, you know, I get it. I I get it more yeah. than a customer may get it though. Sure. You know, um, understanding that I don't understand. You know, you've been previously incarcerated. You've been conditioned. I don't know what that feels like, Mm-mm. but I'm going to try to help you as, as much as I can. And if I can't, I'm, I'm going to try to be understanding and I'm going to show you compassion in that way that, OK, you're trying and want to meet you where you are yeah. and want to help you succeed. And I want to get your story out in what's comfortable for you mm-hmm. um, and, and then getting them the resources. So that's something I've become really good at is like yep. getting resources for them. If there's something that I don't understand or mm-hmm. I can't help them with because I can't do everything, getting them locked into different people that can help guide them and help them through whatever they're struggling with. Mm. I want to talk about your story a little bit. So you were born and raised in Lexington. Mm-hmm. How did you get to where you are? Executive director is like a title. That's like a big, that we call that a big girl job. That is a big girl job. So how did you get there? I don't know. <laughs> I asked myself 
myself that every day. <laughs> How did I get here? I'm going to start um, singing Deborah Cox in here. <laughs> um, so, okay, what's crazy is, like, I, so just a little bit of my background. Yeah. I am a first-generation graduate. Yep. I have a younger sister, a younger brother. My sister graduated just a few years ago. So, and we're older, so mm-hmm. we're non-traditional students. Um, but first year graduate from college, I was raised by a single mom. My mom worked three jobs. Sometimes I watched my mom come home and pick bugs out of her clothes where mm. she was hanging tobacco just so we could have homecoming dresses. Yeah. Um, lived on food stamps and government assistance, Section 8, everything that you could possibly. Mm-hmm. That's that's what we did. I'd come home. Sometimes we wouldn't have electric. We wouldn't have water, but we we made a made way. We made it work. Um, and. I decided that I watch my mom and I look up to my mom, mm-hmm. you know, but she taught me everything not to do because she struggled a lot. Right. And for me, education was, I thought, my only way. So I'm like, no matter what, I'm just going to get higher education yeah. so I can just I'm continue to grow. I'm going to just keep it moving. <laughs> I'm going to just keep it moving. And I learned no. Mm-hmm. And I will tell somebody no in a heartbeat if it doesn't fit with what I'm doing or if it's not going to if we're not both going to benefit from it, then there's no reason for me to necessarily be involved in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but education was a big thing for me. And I went back to school. I graduated right before I started this job. And when mm-hmm. I started this job, I started as a part-time assistant. So how I got here was my best friend, Kobe, had a business. She was mm-hmm. one of the first businesses, Urban Magnolia, here in the market. Shout out to her. Which she's kind of stopped that, but that's okay. We're not. We're not going to get into that. We're not going to get into that. <laughs> she's busy. She's a busy single mom. Uh-huh. Um, she was like, they're looking for an part-time assistant, and it was during COVID. Had two kids, online virtual learning. Yep. She was like, you should come and apply. I think you'd be great at it. You could work from home. You don't have to be here. The first week, I had over forty hours. I was in here so much. Part-time assistant. Part-time assistant. Okay. <laughs> Already over forty hours in my first week, and I was like. Whoa. Uh And I'm a very, I'm a big thinker and observant. And I just sit back and I listen and I take a lot of things in. And so I'm in these meetings and I'm overwhelmed because I've never done nonprofit work. And I'm just hearing all these things. And I'm like, this doesn't have to be this hard. Like, this just seems so hard. Why are we making everything so hard? Just say no and do this. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or Mm -hmm. just do that. Um, So after about a month, I was like, listen, y'all need a director of operations. And I'm already working full time. Hire me full time for the director of operations. Yep. And the executive director at the time, Chris, was like, "Okay, great. So I started full time um, and. I, once I became the director of operations, I got access to more things. And I, I kind of got in the backside of things. And I'm like, um, I don't think this is supposed to be like this. Something ain't seeming right. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going and I'm asking people about their leases. And they're telling me, oh, our lease doesn't matter. You don't have to do anything that's on that. We were told that that doesn't matter. I just had to sign it, you know, opening up when they want, closing when they want, not doing any of the rules. Uh-huh. And I'm a rule follower. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, it matters. I remember signing up for Fitness 19, and they were like, you signed this contract. you got to finish this right. year. Absolutely. Even if you're not yeah. working out. <laughs> so, you try canceling a gym membership, oh and it's gosh. the hardest thing you'll ever do. Yes. <laughs> so I started, like, picking things out, and I'm like, we need to change this. Mm-hmm. We need to completely redo this lease. We need to implement rules. Because if we don't, everything is kind of go, go, going to go crazy in mm-hmm. here. Um, and so... 
there's some backstory. We won't get into sure. that because it's unnecessary to uh-huh. the story. Ended up, we ended up going through some transition of leadership a few times. Mm-hmm. And in that few times, um, I was director of operations that whole time, but I was doing everything an executive director would do for Julietta Market. Right. And so we started to make strategic moves to separate the two nonprofits. And it was once we started separating, I kept getting asked, are you going to be the executive director or do we need to look for an executive director? What do you what do you want to do? And if you do, you know, you got all this that you're right. taking on. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm tired already. <laughs> but I'm always down yeah. for a challenge. So I'm like, yeah, I'm yes, this is what I'm, this is what I want. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm going to do. And so I built a board. I put together four great individuals that are the board of Northside Common Market. I filed all the paperwork with the IRS, did bylaws, did a new lease, everything. Mm. Employee handbook, mm. you name it, I was doing yep. it and building it for the past eight months. And I just I just moved up. And it does not happen like that for people. Right. I'll just say that. It doesn't. So, I mean, there are a few things that I hear in your story that I think are so unique one, the thought of saying no mm-hmm. is so hard for some people. Not being scared of that is incredible. Also, asking for help and, like, demanding your worth and being like, I'm already doing this, so why don't you just give me, <laughs> just let, just give that to me, I guess. Yeah. What advice do you have, especially for young women who, I mean, I had to really fight to learn how to say no and still have a hard time with it. What advice do you have for young women who are just like trying to figure it out and know that they're worth more than what they're getting? What would you say to them? Um, I would say know know what your end game is. Do you Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Know what you want in in the long run Mm -hmm. and make strategic moves to get there. But when you're doing it, doing it, do it in a way that you know that people will respect yeah, how you got there. Yep, and 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 the way you got there, and the when they when they talk about you, she has integrity. She is joyful even when yeah, you know things aren't oh. going great. Um, and just because a lot of people don't know this, I'm knocking on 40s door, and and the more the the older that I get, the more I'm like I'm almost 40. I am not a kid. Like you'll get to that mm-hmm. point where you're like, I'm going to say what I want to say. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so I'm a little bit more, you know, a little seasoned. <laughs> so I'm like, I want to say what I'm going to, I want to say, you know, I know what I want and I'm going to make connections and, and definitely, definitely surround yourself with mentors. Yeah. People that you can look up to that have done it. People that are still in it mm. that are open to sharing with you because there's some people that aren't even open to sharing. Right. And those people are probably not for you, but people that are open to sharing and taking you under their wing or even being a, a place where you can just be like, I just need to vent. Right. I just need to know I'm not losing my mind. Mm-hmm. You need those outlets. And one of the things that I do and our, one of our new hires, he, he was calling me on a Wednesday and I didn't answer. And he was like, yeah, yeah I, I figured I felt like I saw you read my message and I felt like you kind of hit the button to not answer. I said, Wellness Wednesdays. Wednesdays are my days and I'm not taking any phone calls from work. I'm not probably going to check any emails. If it is like not on fire or it can't wait till tomorrow, you know. Wednesdays are my days to myself. And don't be afraid to set that rule, mm. set that restriction, because 
at the end of the day, what what did I just read? I read something about Jamie Foxx. He got into an accident or something. He was in the middle of filming and he couldn't come back to finish a role, mm-hmm. a role or needed some time off. And they brought a replacement in. Listen, take your time. Yep. If you need time to yourself, that is OK. Yep. It's OK to take a take a mental health day. Mental health is so important. And we're in wellness month. I'm just going to say in May. OK. <laughs> but Wednesdays are my day. And I I started meditating. Um I found time to unplug. Like in the beginning, I was literally had my phone on my nightstand. I was checking emails all hours of the night. No. I had my laptop by my bed. I was, yes. No. I lock it away. Yep. I turn it off. My phone automatically goes to focus mode at 9 o'clock. Yep. You're not getting through. So I don't know if you take anything from that. No, I'm sure I love bits that. And pieces. Yeah. <laughs> I always, I just started doing the automatic focus at 930. And I was... Like at a concert, I went to Lil Wayne with mm-hmm. my brothers. <laughs> and my, I got my phone out so that I could take a video, and it was already on nighttime mode. And I was like, "This is really nice. I can just sit here and enjoy this without worrying about people calling." Now, before we get into segment two, I want to talk about things that you all have going on here, but also what immediate needs are you facing that maybe our listeners could help with? Yeah. So. Um, things that we have going on, Mm -hmm. um, we have partnered with Seedleaf and we're doing first Sundays. So actually coming up this Mm -hmm. Sunday from 12 to three, we have an immersive learning, um, climate control, climate control. I think that's it. Yeah. 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 yeah, That sounds right. That sounds good. That sounds right. (laughs) (laughs) Seedleaf. So you can volunteer and garden at Seedleaf. We have Lex Phil. They do live performances. Mm -hmm. They do, um, they brought in potatoes one day where you can play the music on. And it's just a free event. We are trying to open our garage doors and let the community know yes. we're in here. Come in. This is free. This doesn't cost you anything to come in here and learn about the environment, to yeah. learn about the market, to learn what's in your neighborhood and who's in your neighborhood. And the music is going. We have food. So, yeah. So Sundays, first Sundays, we're doing that. And then on May the 13th, I believe is the Saturday after the first Sunday, we have um, Family Day at Julietta Market. So the vendors have come together and put together a family day that takes place from 12 to 5. And they bring in different partnerships, but they activate all the empty kiosks for activities for mm. the kids to do. It was really fun, the first so one. Cool. Yeah, so we have that going on. And then, of course, Greyline Station does their block parties on the first Fridays. Um, we have line dancing every Thursday night from 730 to 830, <laughs> which is free. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a sponsor. Um, the Morgan Funeral Home actually sponsors that. And it went from 10 people to 50 people. Hilarious. I mean, it's, and it's not like, you know, boot scooting, line uh-huh. dancing. This is like line dancing. Like you go to the yes. club and you want to know, <laughs> are you at a wedding and you want to know uh-huh. when the song comes on how to do those line dances. Um, but it's it's great for your health. Like our instructor, she had lost 10 pounds just instructing coming out of COVID. Her A1C went down oh just from gosh. instructing. So that was more than anything. I was like, that's amazing because... Yes. You know, Wellness Wednesdays. Wellness Wednesdays, (laughs) yes. So Thursday nights we have that. Um, And then, of course, you can come and shop anytime, Mm. Thursday through Sunday, with our business owners here in the market. Mm. And those immediate needs, are there things that you all need, like, public help with? I mean, we are always looking for volunteers. Yes. So one of the things that we – where we are offering affordable rent and we try to keep the cost down for the business owners – we're constantly looking for donations. You yep. know, you can donate to the nonprofit. You can come in and volunteer and help 
clean. Like right now, me and Lorenzo are mopping. That's my assistant. Oh my we mop and sweep the whole market, do the own, do and our trash a big and space. stuff. It's a big space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we so anytime we're doing fundraising, so giving challenges and stuff, definitely support that way. You can give anytime though on our website. Yeah. Um, but volunteering to come in to help with family day, to come in and help with um, our first Sundays. Uh, so those type of things we're always open to bringing people in to do. Mm. Now, we are going to go into our second segment, which I like to call BGCF Fast Facts, which is where I'm going to ask you a question, and without thinking about it too much, you're going to give me the first answer that pops up. Are you ready? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. What are you reading right now? Anything Colleen Hoover. Okay. I'm sure you've read Verity. Uh, That was the first one I read, and I was like, mind blown. Okay. Okay. So I got done with it, and I was like, were we supposed to like anybody in this book? I'm so confused. It was so good, and I was mad the whole time. The whole time. And then you're like, well, did what happened? What happened here? <laughs> yeah. What, what is this letter now? Yes. If you haven't read it, yeah, get in there. Um, what are you watching right now? So I'm watching Firefly Lane. It's got me, like, texting my friends. I love y'all, you uh-huh. know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very heartwarming. It is. I've not gotten into it, but a lot of my friends are deep into Firefly Lane. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I've heard that I need to pick it up. Yes, you do. What are you listening to right now? Um, Terrible. <laughs> well, Verity says it all. I listen to any crime podcast. Yep. But if we're talking about music, I am very invested in Moonchild, which mm. is this R&B soulful group. And I'm like, anytime I need to focus, I'm like, Alexa, put on Moonchild. And she shuffles it and it like sets a whole vibe. Mm, Moonchild. Mm-hmm. What are you eating right now? So... <laughs> I shared with you, you know, my whole plane catastrophe. Yes. I am. I've, I discovered these Power Crunch protein bars. Okay. So random. These Power Crunch peanut and cream protein bars. They're called Power Crunch. They mm. got like 12, 13 grams of protein, but they taste like eating a Nutter Butter. And as you get older, you have to really stop eating um, the processed carbs right. and sugar and things. Sorry, I thought that was... No, that's fine. Um, so... Yes, I'm obsessed. And I have some strawberry ones on order. Uh-huh. Let me just explain these protein bars. Yes, please. Okay, because everybody eats protein bars, and they're these, like, chewy cookie I don't like protein them. bars. You don't like them, right? But do you like a Nutter Butter? More than life itself, honestly. Okay. These taste like Nutter Butters. Mm. Like, no lie. And I discovered them while I was sleeping in an airport. Um, okay. So <laughs> they're really good. They're wafers. Okay. And they have a thin layer of cream, uh, peanut butter cream. Mm-hmm. And then they have white chocolate on the outside. Mm. And they are so good. I have to tell myself, okay, Adina, just one a day. That's all you need. But they remind me of the um, wafer cookies, the little like vanilla strawberry chocolate wafer cookies. That's what they remind me of. Exactly like that, but in a protein bar form. The brand is called Power Crunch? Power Crunch. Okay. I'm going to the grocery store right after this. Do you get these at the grocery store or you have to order them? Get them at the grocery store. Okay. But I am like, because I am a cuckoo bird, mm-hmm. I want the bulk pack. So I'm like on yeah. Amazon ordering them. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I will absolutely be buying those today. What are you most scared of? Heights. Mm. Oh, my God. I have to get out here on the, the ladder and do stuff in this market. No. And it's like three steps up. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> so heights, 
terrified of heights. How are you on planes? I'm good on planes once I'm up in the air. It's just like a roller coaster. I love roller coasters. And like once we do that first drop, I am totally fine. But don't step me up there. Don't put me on a Ferris wheel because I don't want to be on that. Yeah. No, that's stupid. I don't know why people go on those drop zone rides. I'm like, that's not for me. Mm -mm. So, yeah. Cables can snap. Mm -hmm. Miss me. I don't want to. Yeah. What are you most proud of? Um, I think I'm most proud of my kids. Mm. Yeah, I have to say my kids. So I have a daughter, Layla, and my son, Roman, Mm -hmm. and they are 7 and 10, about to be 8 and 11 in July. Yes. But I'm so proud of them. They are so much smarter than me. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't that make you feel good, though? Yes. Yes. You've done something right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. So I would say them. I'm very smart. And they're very emotional kids. And Mm -hmm. I just wasn't like that growing up. Right. So I'm still kind of like trying to figure that whole thing out. And you know how trending, trendy parent stuff goes around, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. So what's the trend right now? Gentle parenting. Yep. And I'm like, I was not gentle parented growing up. Mm -hmm. And my husband wasn't. But I'm like, hey, just let them have their emotions. Like, they have a right. They're entitled to their emotions. He's like, they need to get it together. I'm like, okay, we're just going to, let me just handle it. They can have their emotions, but I'm going to have mine too. And we can battle that out later. Right. (laughs) Uh, Who do you look up to? Oh, man. Who do I look up to? I would say my mom. I look up to her because even through all of the trials and tribulations that she's been through, she still gets up and she shows up. Um my sister just had her fourth kid, oh and I was fortunate enough to, when I had my first two, I was working in the bridal industry for 14 years, and my mom stayed at my house for the first three years with both of my kids, yeah. and she's done it with all the grandkids, and so I would say I look up to my mom. She even, even though she faced some hard times and she's mm-hmm. tired, she keeps doing it. What's her so, name? Uh, Roxana. Oh. That is a great name. Yeah. Shout out Roxana. That's so good. <laughs> what are you most looking forward to? Right now, I am most looking forward to my vacation in July and August. Yes. Where are you going? So July, just Myrtle Beach. But I love a dirty Myrtle. I, you know, I, trip. I don't been there too much to where I don't even need a GPS. Correct. I know how I to can get, get around. Yes. Mm-hmm. I know where everything is. Um, July, we have a family vacation. August, we have my, me and my husband will celebrate our 12 years um, of marriage. And in September is my birthday, which I don't know if you all do this, but I celebrate the whole month. As you should. <laughs> of mm-hmm. September, it's at mm-hmm. the end, but first September comes, it's my birthday. Yep. And so we are going to Jamaica this September. So, yeah. That's going to be so nice. I know. Can't wait. I'm so jealous. Yeah. Why do you love your community? I love my community because they keep me on my toes. Um they're funny, you know, they motivate me even when I'm feeling like I cannot do this. And so I love my community because they're they're a hot mess mm. and I, we fit right in together <laughs> and we can be ourselves around each other. So, yeah. Which is a great segue into my next question. Why do you love yourself? Um, Man, why do I love myself? I love myself because I love myself or I'm, I'm proud of myself. It's both of you self-love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why do I love myself? Because I'm a, I feel like I bring joy to people and mm-hmm. not to like, you know, toot my own horn or anything, but I just feel like I do. I try to show up the way people need me to show up. Yeah. So that way I don't want to add any stress to anybody else. You know what I'm saying? So I love myself for always having a positive outlook on things and not letting 
what may be a negative outlook go and rub off anybody else. Nobody else needs that negative energy. So, mm. yeah. I love that. Last question. How can people get in touch with you? How can people learn more about Julieta Market? Give us all of the goods. So you can catch us on LinkedIn. Julieta Market has a LinkedIn. You can follow us there. You can catch us on Facebook, um, Instagram, both at Julieta Market. Um, you can get in touch with us anytime at info at Julieta Market. So email me there. We have a phone number, 859-379-2049. And if you try to catch me at the market, that will be very hard. So you better book an appointment. <laughs> so I don't know if you've heard, but she's a busy lady. I am busy. <laughs> Dina, thank you so much for being here. This was so awesome. Thank you. And it's nice because you're, I mean, we're in the same building we're all neighbors. the time. So yeah. we'll have to definitely catch up yeah. more regularly than sure. once every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Do Good Radio Hour, brought to you by Bluegrass Community Foundation. We'll be back next week right here on Radio Lex, or you can listen to us anytime on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. In the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at BGCFKY, or visit us at BGCF.org to stay up to date on all of the latest giving and do good opportunities in our community. Until next time, I'm Courtney Turner. Do good and be well. You are listening to the Do Good Radio Hour on Radio Lex, WLXU 93.9 LP FM Lexington. Our theme song is Happy Tune, written and performed by Brother Smith. The views expressed on this podcast are not necessarily the views of Radio Lex, its board of directors, or Bluegrass Community Foundation. The views expressed are solely my own and the guests'.